Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. You know, you come in, you're feeling good. You're feeling things are starting to turn. Reality is coming into play for a lot of people in America. It feels like we're we're on this turn right now, and it's going to be positive in the future. And then Van Camp says, yeah, well, we got a big recession on the way. Yeah, well, Deutsche Bank. They were, Jay. The, they were the first major financial institution to say that there would be a recession very soon, although initially they said, ah, it's going to be mild. Well, that changed. In a letter to investors today, they're predicting a major recession. Uh, they say, well, inflation might be peaking uh, sometime between now and the next couple of months, but it'll be a long time before it gets back down to normal, and they think the Fed is so far behind with raising interest rates that they'll have to get really aggressive moving forward. And, well, mm-hmm. then you get the economic downturn. People hold on to their money. They're not investing in themselves as much. Um, maybe not investing in human capital or or uh, any sort of expansion of businesses, and here we are. Okay. Now, the good news. Yes. Yeah. See, I'm trying to put a positive spin on this. Yeah, no kidding. Bring it, DBC. Uh, they think the economy will start to rebound by the middle of 2024. Okay. The middle of 2024? Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see. Beans and rice until then. Well, you just got to plan effectively. We're going to be all right. We're going to get through this. Remember after 08, we got through it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't fun either. We're going to get through it. It's going to be all right. Um, I know we do have a crisis at the border that we have to deal with. But first, recognizing that we have a crisis and maybe doing something about border security is a step in the right direction. Is that what you're reporting here, David? Uh, No, I'm not. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is testifying on Capitol Hill. And during his opening statement, he talked about the unprecedented crisis at the border that he's been overseeing and not doing a whole hell of a lot about. The Dorcas. We inherited a broken. No, always. no, No, you didn't. You need to be fired today. You should have been fired a year ago. This guy's a joke. Every time he goes up there, he doesn't know the answer. It's thousands of people coming in. It's because that's what you want to have happen. This guy is infuriating. Mm-hmm. A broken and dismantled system that is already under strain. It is not built to manage the current levels and types of migratory flows. Because he's Only so Congress Get somebody at the border to stop them coming in. We have effectively managed an unprecedented number of non-citizens seeking to enter the United States. Because you opened the borders, jackass. You and the administration. Did I say I was in a good mood? Yeah, you did for like 30 seconds. Okay. 
I'm back in a good mood. All you have to I'm do is hear your boy Mayorkas one time, and that's it. Dude, did you do this on purpose to start the show this way, David? Well, I mean, this is the breaking news. This, these are the okay. developments that affect all of us. And all right, so breaking I, Jamie news. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is this: this guy's going to be questioned today. Just wait till Ron Johnson gets him. Some of the others, because they've gone round and round before. He's saying, do you know the numbers coming in? No, I don't. I don't have that for you uh, right now, sir. I, I can get those numbers for you. I want them now. That's your job. Jeez. Okay. Let's go on to this. Man, it's bad pe- or a bad week for people on the left. Tell you that. Boy, it really it, is. It's not just anger. I mean, we have weeping going on right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, and it. it is the top yeah. Twitter lawyer, uh, Vijaya Gatti had a uh-huh. virtual meeting with the policy and legal teams that she oversees to talk about what the new ownership under Elon Musk could mean for them. Now, just some backstory is that this woman was the Twitter censor-in-chief. Uh, she was one of the people who ultimately made the decision to ban Donald Trump. She was one of the ones instrumental in making sure that the Hunter Biden laptop story <laughs> was suppressed. Um, and now she is very worried to the point where, according to Politico, she was crying about the concerns that she has and how proud she was of the work that they've done. They really are telling on themselves. Because now you got a new guy in. Nobody even knows what he wants to do with Twitter. There, there's nothing specific about what Elon Musk's plans are. He says, you know, hey, I want to restore free speech. Okay, what does that look like? Right? We don't know any of the details. But that's enough to get these people weeping. Right. Because it means free speech. It means you just don't get to pick an echo chamber. You don't get to suppress thoughts that are not aligning with your values, which are sick. So it's like the game is over. So, yeah, that's why they're weeping. I get your point. Like, you don't even know what's going to happen yet, but they know the game's over for them. But, man, oh, man, that's embarrassing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Because that that story ended up, I saw in a lot of different places, like openly weeping. Yeah. And then Elon Musk made a couple of comments about it, um, about the story, and then also brought up the Hunter Biden laptop story being spiked and said that wasn't appropriate. Now, the Washington Post came out with a hit piece on Elon Musk saying that he was amplifying far-right violent voices <laughs> who were targeting this woman, a woman of uh, color, by the way. So like, what? No, no, this is one of the most powerful executives absolutely, in big tech. That game's over, too. It, it, if she is that fragile, then, I mean, it's almost embarrassing that she was instrumental in changing the course of American history. If she can't right. take what mean tweets because some basement-dwelling loser is yelling epithets at her or whatever, like, really? Please. Who is it at NBC? Is it Jolene Kent? I think that's her name. She's a reporter. She's doing the story about this, about Twitter and the takeover. You know it's going to be a really rough road now for women. 
Oh. Because of the misogyny. Have you heard this BS? Yeah, I have. This is a beaut, And man. some critics are concerned that Musk's pursuit of free speech will collide with growing safety problems on Twitter, especially for women and minorities. Uh, Do we... you trust Elon Musk to make Twitter better for women? No, I, I don't trust Elon Musk to make Twitter better for women at all. Women and minorities. Oh, my God. Based on what? I don't know. Anybody see how J.K. Rowling has been treated on Twitter? Right. <laughs> yeah. But that's a white woman. See, that's different with uh, what concerns about the trans issue. So I guess she doesn't count. Yeah, you can't make up your own rules anymore. So I suppose that's why you're weeping. All those dudes there, you know, the same thing. I, you know, face of masculinity. Twitter meeting right there. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, Elon Musk bought it. I, I, he did. It's gonna be okay. Keep it in. Keep it in. What I what I really wish <laughs> is that all this concern about oh well, women might have to face mean tweets like women don't. Face me right. tweets right now. Are you getting? Have break. you been on Twitter? Do you know that platform? That is where you know good feelings goes to get killed. All right. Absolutely. Yes. And have its money stolen out of its wallet and burned to a crisp. <laughs> I mean, it's brutal, right? Yes. I wish that they could spend or expend ten percent of this freakout energy in talking about the fact that years ago. Twitter was hosting literal child exploitation video. Yes. The child and the child's parents begged Twitter to take the videos down, and they didn't. They failed to do it. They wouldn't do it. They no. had to get the Justice Department involved in order to take down videos of child sex exploitation. It was ruining lives. They were begging, please. Take it off. And and by the way, those forums talking about child exploitation, links to horrible corners of the Internet, oh my God. still allowed to exist on Twitter right now. And you think the biggest problem with that platform is Elon Musk taking <laughs> over? <laughs> no, it's all an agenda, man. It's all it is same. But people are figuring it out. That's the beauty. I mean, honestly, I believe that. That's the good news right now. Well, because the argument's so ridiculous. It is. I mean, nobody buys it. People are starting to see the truth. Yeah. Um, okay, I thought we were done with the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp no, uh, no, tri- no, updates. No, no, no. We're not. No. Okay, there was another one. Uh, who knows where this thing is going to end up. We're not going to go through everything that's happened so far. I think you might be somewhat aware of what's happened. They both seem like lunatics. Really. Um, But Amber Heard may be a special sort of crazy. And there was, David, you've heard this. I haven't heard it yet. You're saying the lawyer objected to his own question? Yeah. That doesn't happen every day. No, it doesn't. You didn't know what could cause damage to Mr. Depp's hand while you were there on March 8th, correct? Dr. Kipper told me he sustained an injury on one of his fingers. Well, uh, rejection, hearsay. Wait, you asked the question. Okay. <laughs> Next okay. He said he sustained an injury to his finger. Yes. <laughs> I love oh that God, reaction, so but you, you asked the question. 
I want to hear that part again. He sustained an injury on uh, one of his well, fingers. Uh, rejection, Here's, hearsay. Wait, you, you asked the question. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you got a fancy degree doesn't mean you're very smart. Oh, man. Well, some people said Elon Musk, he doesn't even have a doctorate. Why should he be in charge? Oh, I'm not joking. It's here unbelievable. Okay. You heard the report. Biden paid Hunter's legal fees. What does that mean? This is big. Next. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, remember when the president, Joe Biden, said as far as his son Hunter, business dealings, Ukraine, China? Never had any conversations about that. Doesn't have, no. Okay. Okay, so I paid his legal fees, but we didn't talk about it. Are we supposed to believe that? You know how dads help their sons out occasionally for things. Yeah, with a few million dollars, you know, whenever whenever they can. You know, what's a few million dollars after all? Yeah, the Daily Mail had this report out yesterday uh, talking about a discrepancy between uh, Joe Biden's actual income as he was leaving the White House the first time when he was vice president uh, and what government disclosure forms would lead you to believe he made. Uh, there's about a seven million dollar discrepancy. It's a rounding error, David. Yeah, yeah, that's a man to have that kind of to have that kind of cash, right? Where seven mil is a rounding error. <laughs> so some of that uh, gets attributed to First Lady Jill Biden's income. I don't know, probably I don't know, stealing souls and reselling them on the black market or something, because that's the kind of thing Doctor Jill's into, being a horrible person. Your soul for sale. Yeah. <laughs> She's walking into, like, Easy Pawn. I've got three. What can I get for them? Gently used. Anyway, uh, the missing millions, though, about $5.2 million unaccounted for, uh, combined with emails on Hunter's laptop, suggested that, well, Joe uh, would have a 10% share in the big deal with the Chinese, uh, and this raises the question, did Joe Biden get money from that foreign venture? Yes. <laughs> what you got to do is connect the dots. They should be doing that right now. I think the indictment's going to come down. I think that's why they're starting to change the talking points on this thing. You're already hearing things like, well, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Crap like that. <laughs> like that matters right now. But, you know, it's interesting when he was asked about this at different times, remember when he said to Peter Ducey, well, you're a one horse pony, one trick pony, but he said, <laughs> yeah, I one, think he called him a one horse pony. pony. Yeah. You know, for asking that question again. Um, I remember, was it, he was on the view and he tried to change it to people ask why I don't go after Trump's kids. I, I don't want to get into that. Oh my gosh, man. What a joke. It is, uh, it, it is, it is hurtful. And I, and I just don't want to let myself get into the mood of, like, for example, people say, well, why don't I attack his kids? They're making no. millions of dollars. No, no, no. I, I, no. I, I, I just, I, I, I just, I, that's not how we were raised. And, uh, <laughs> See, it's not how he was raised. And it's not how he raised Hunter. No, it's... Upstanding gentleman. You no, know, he doesn't want to start talking about Trump's kids for the same reason why, I guess, you know, 
the opposing manager on a baseball team doesn't want to call out that, I don't know, maybe there's a foreign substance on somebody's fingers. Right. So they might be doing it, too. Um, I just want you to know, man, I'm glad that so many honest people in legacy media um, and cable news were there, you know, all the way through trying to get to the bottom of that Hunter Biden story. You know, total pros like Joe Scarborough. Everybody should have been far more aggressive after after the investigation uh, was made public. But what about during the campaign? Not only did mainstream media not pick it up, but also you, you had bans from Twitter. You had bans. I don't know about you. Twitter. Yeah. I don't know. But there were social media bans on this being misinformation. And I think what we all need to really examine, it's not Hunter Biden. Because I mean, I, I, I've always sort of seen it as a Billy Carter situation. It's what the media did do and what the media didn't do. Most importantly, what the media did and didn't do during the end of that election cycle. New York Post comes out with it. They're the only mm-hmm. one that comes out with it. And then it is banned on social yeah. media. That's bad. Yeah, that, that's, that's horrific. Yeah, you didn't do your job. <laughs> no, and also, actually, he went a step further, and he said that if you believe that story at the time, if you believe the Hunter Biden laptop story, you're an idiot and you're falling for Russian disinformation. That's exactly what he said. It's an absolute joke. Um, do we have time to talk about girls with erections? Anybody? <laughs> what? Girl, Wait a minute. Girls with erections. <laughs> Who starts a conversation that way? I just sat down. What's going well, it's, on? It's, look, I'm showing you the headline of the story. It's the what, that's the lead. With erections. Yes. yes, that's right at the top. Because that's from our pros, the American Academy of Pediatrics. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, Girls don't they, get those. They they want to be loving and affirming. Um, so, if uh, you have a boy that thinks he's a girl and has you know one of those. Hmm. And it, it's a little growy. Then absolutely, girls get erections. They say, "No, they don't." Of course, they don't. <laughs> but a co-author of the again American Academy of Pediatrics, they're known as the quote experts. Did you say if it's a little growy? <laughs> is very there, scientific terms. There a better way. That you want me? No, no, no. Well, there's there's a little growy, then there's chronic growy. <laughs> That's where you need to go see a doctor. Well, if it lasts more than three hours. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, you know, all these other countries are like saying, hey, we got to take a step back from this woke crap, okay? Yeah. We're really doing damage to kids. Yeah. I mean, they're mutilating their genitals. They're taking uh-huh. the puberty blockers. You can't turn this around. We need we need to stop a bunch of countries in Europe. We're full steam ahead. Yes. And you'll have people on the left and universities. These are the experts. They care about the children. This is a new guide t- uh, titled Uology, a puberty guide for everybody. Now, that person needs to be in prison today. Yes, absolutely. This is insanity. That person is sick. Gosh. Okay. Much more to get to. Oh, the Joy Reid. <laughs> Why is Elon Musk buying Twitter? You gotta hear this. Straight ahead, right here.
Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. Oh, yeah, I'm the Gen Xer. That's the millennial David Van Camp and the sexy boomer in the Kiss T-shirt today. Scott yeah. Robbins. Looking like every other talk show guy today. Doesn't everybody wear a Kiss T-shirt from mm. the Love Gun Tour? It's Ace Freely's birthday today. What a dork. I mean, that's cool, man. Um, so Joe <laughs> Biden has put up more roadblocks for domestic oil production, you don't say. Yeah, they have reversed a Trump-era policy that massively would have expanded the area available for fossil fuel leasing, even as gas prices remain near an all-time high. This is reported in the Daily Wire. Uh, the Bureau of Land Management issued a record of decision reducing the land available for energy leasing in Alaska to its level set in 2013. Now, in June of 2020, the then Interior Secretary finalized the decision that allowed about 18.6 million acres uh, of the subsurface estate to be open for oil and gas leasing. Never let these people lie to you when they say, well, you know, I mean, there's like a lot of acres that aren't even being produced, right? They're, the oil and gas con- uh, companies are, are sitting on thousands of acres. <laughs> We're not doing anything to, to, to right. kneecap domestic oil production. Right. That's, that's what Jen Psaki, that's what Joe Biden, that's what Kamala Harris have all said. It is a mm-hmm. freaking lie. Yeah. And what's it all about? Because all the money that they're getting is for electric vehicles. Yeah. Trying to shift everybody. It's like, well, what about these prices? And every time somebody's asked, hey, uh, transporta- uh, transportation secretary, uh, boot edge edge, what, what do you think? If Biden got in, you'd be paying $7, $8, $9. Didn't they say, get rid of your car? Yes, and that's exactly what happened. Buy an electric vehicle to save money on gas, really. Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. Don't you think in the end that's what Biden is doing by doing that? I mean, he's just doing what he's told. That's the control. He doesn't know. Well, I mean, the energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, is is shoulders deep in so-called green energy companies. Absolutely. I mean, this is about... She's been shilling for them for years. This is about getting themselves richer, and they don't really care what happens to the average person. Because if it was really about Mother Earth, then the last thing you would want is electric vehicles. I love it when you break this down. Because when you look at lithium mining alone is Mm -hmm. so dirty. It is so bad for the environment. There's also a reason why most of the uh, battery production is done in China, because China doesn't have the same environmental regulations that we have in the United States. The green But as long as the pollution's in China and not the United States, then people will be able to breathe in 60 years. Right. The the mining, refining, shipping. I mean, don't, don't, I mean, Let's let's not forget also about the fact that where this stuff is mined, South America, parts of Africa, has to get put onto a boat that runs diesel and go to yes. China, get refined, get put back on another boat that runs on diesel, gets back to the United States. But, okay, you can drive your stupid Tesla or whatever and feel like you're really, you know, acting locally and thinking globally. Yeah, virtue signaling. Yeah, basically. go ahead, though. Where I mean, go ahead. Wear your mask, drive your Tesla, fine, go ahead. 
But until you make it, until, until you can somehow come up with an electric car that makes sense for most consumers to buy, at least parallel, if not below, the average cost of a combustible engine car, then nobody's going to do it. Well, you just need to listen more to the energy secretary. She lets you People know. People can buy electric vehicles and don't have to ever worry about going to See? fill it up at the gas pump. That's and the I just message. Say, Chris, one of the things that I think is a really great example of this is that if you filled up your 15-gallon tank today, you'd be paying about 62 bucks to go 300 miles. If you plugged in an electric vehicle See? in your garage with your three-prong plug, yep. you'd be paying about 10 bucks. So 10 bucks versus... The energy you get from the plug is magic. It's free. Now what you say, Daisy, is magic out of the wall. You just plug it in. Yeah. Doesn't come from anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the energy that you get out of your three-pronged socket is fairy dust. Exactly. Generated by good intentions. Usually the administration, they have a five-prong plan. This is just a three-pronger. That's all you need. Uh-huh. Okay. Joy Reid. Um, what a race hustler. This is her old job. This yeah. is her mission in life. Yeah. Uh, she has, this is uh, Joy Reid from MSNBC, Uh, having one of the more insane takes about Elon Musk buying Twitter. She says that, well, you know, it's rooted in conservatives being white supremacists or something. Okay, let's roll it. They don't want to just be in the club. They're, they, they are on the, you know, they've been described as being on the outside of the culture looking in through the glass. But they don't just want to come in. They want to come in and be able to punch people in the face and walk around and laugh about it and not have anyone be able to stop them. The, the thing is, the, the enjoyment they get out of being in this town square is being able to harass people, being able to attack people. Elon Musk, I guess he, you know, he misses the old South Africa in the 80s. He wants, he wants that back. What a jackass. Well, I mean, what, what a terrible person. Also, this is the same person that when Black Lives Matter was burning yes. down portions of cities, said those weren't riots. Those were people just speaking out against injustice. Yes. When it's literal harassment of people just trying to live their lives, when it's thugs running around hurting and killing people and destroying property and stealing things. Well, that's that's just. But if somebody were to be mean on Twitter. Well, that's basically, uh, that, that. obviously, that's the crisis that everybody is facing. That's the number one issue. You know, I think about different things she said over time. Okay. I mean, like, if there's a greatest hits, I, you could do a double album. You know, the infrastructure bill was the, quote, white guy employment act. <laughs> The GOP hates Katanji Brown Jackson, not because of her answers, because she's a black woman. Um, oh, you get into the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff with oh. Joy Reid. I mean, that lawsuit's coming if it hasn't happened yet. It, it goes on and on and on. What did Joy Reid say about Winsome Sears from Virginia? Who is a great story. Oh, yeah. Uh that she was carrying water for white supremacy or something like that. Yeah, yes, because she if there is any black person that has a conservative view, she's got nasty words for them. Well, she's bashed Clarence Thomas numerous times. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, I mean, as we all know, the crisis at the border has not stopped since Biden took over. You know? 
You want a Joy Reid classic from last July? No, oh, geez. It's no crisis. The roaming gnome is back at it again. Governor Christie Gnome, that is. It would appear that our inaugural absolute worst is jealous of all the attention our two record holders, Republican governors Greg Abbott of Texas and Florida's Ron DeSantis, yeah. are getting so she's sending South Dakota's National Guard troops roaming, deploying them to the southern border of Texas. Do you remember why she did that, Christie Gnome? Because there was a crisis at the border of people coming in. Joining fellow MAGA sycophant DeSantis and the governors of Iowa and Nebraska in sending help to the border. 50 National Guard troops are being deployed in response to Greg Abbott's plea for more border security. Yes, because they've needed it forever. Noam said they'll be there for two to three months in a word salad statement of GOP talking points. Okay. Actually, Christy, your message is, I'm running for president in 2024. This is how I pander to the MAGA crowd and check the box on immigration fear-mongering to compete with Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis. It's just fear-mongering. There's no crisis there. Miserable. You know, in fairness, she is broadcasting from Del Rio. Oh, wait, she's not? No. She couldn't find Del Rio on a map? No. 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 Um, You know, part of just talking about people's minds changing slowly but surely in the country, especially with independence, you see it in the polling, because they actually see what's going on. And when we've talked about it before, big cities across the country, the amount of crime after the defund the police movement has been insane. There was a piece I was reading, and this was out of Seattle, um, that talked about uh, there was a cop that was interviewed in this piece that basically said, we were hated literally overnight that all of a sudden, as a police officer, you'd have people in an apartment several stories high just yelling and screaming at you as you're walking down yeah. the block. You think about what that did to people, what that did to police officers, how many have left the profession, how many have been attacked, how many have been killed, all because of the left. And they're all together on that. It was just the people in the streets. It was our legacy media. They knew the lie for a long, long time. Didn't do anything about it. Just kept pushing that agenda and promoting BLM, defund the police. How many lives have they cost people or ruined Mm -hmm. forever? Absolutely brutal. And I hope people don't forget that. I mentioned this a little bit earlier um, on a lighter note. Uh, if you're a couple, here are some things you shouldn't do in front of your friends. Okay, and I just want to know, David, Scott, if you agree or not. Don't put each other down. Like jokes and sarcasm might be okay, but there's a fine line. There is. I agree. Yeah. You agree, David? Yeah, I think so. Have you ever made that mistake? Yeah, you got to put him down behind closed doors. She <laughs> was. Have you ever done that, though? It, like gone too far? Me? Yeah. With a woman? Yes. I don't That's think so. Good. I can't see David doing that. You? Good. This isn't about me right now. That's <laughs> a thought. Exactly. Sometimes He's working you're on to, it. So, it. Sometimes you're trying to be funny, and, you know, it doesn't work out. No kidding. And then you have to apologize. I wouldn't know anything about that. Um, constantly bragging about your relationship. You know, we just are so good together. Yeah, that's... We're such a great team. Borderline throat punch. We still are so attracted to each other. Right. Uh, yeah, well, good for I mean, you. you know, if you've got to sell it really hard, you probably aren't. Well, yeah. Yeah. Then you're insecure. Uh, that's exactly right. And then they say too much PDA. Yeah, nobody wants to see yeah. that at a certain age. What do you mean? 
Is it well, I age? mean, well, when you're in high school, make it out or something, I suppose. How about like twenty, like early twenties, twenty three, twenty four? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. What about pet names, like Schmoopy or whatever it might be? No. Yeah, it. I guess it depends. I mean, would you count if somebody says somebody? I know somebody who does this. Calls their significant other babe. Does that count? Babe's okay. I think babe's all right. Yeah. The long story. What if it's bubs? I'm okay with bubs too. Bubs or bubbers? And stud of the universe is always a, good. That's that's so that's the line, the line crosser. Yeah. Bubs, bubbers, fine. Bubbers. Bubbers is yeah. Yeah. The ers. Yeah, Sit bubs you is fine though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just trying to figure out what that line is. Then there's public displays of anger, inappropriate flirting. Mm. Yeah, boy. Yeah, that makes everybody uncomfortable. That's a tough one. And then there's marking your territory. That sometimes happens after inappropriate flirting, but not always. Like somebody feels like their spouse got flirted with, and now they're going to mark their territory. And how do they do that? It could be comments. It could be being dismissive. My my go-to move is I, I pee on the couch. Let everybody know. That'll do it. Like a cat. Just just whip it out and go, you know. No, you don't. Then people stay away from me. It works. <laughs> That's why we never get invited to David's parties. No. He doesn't want us to talk about he it. He doesn't on get the invited air. back. He gets invited but never back again. Yeah. All right, we gotta get to the defense secretary saying this isn't a proxy war in Ukraine, is it? Is it not? Next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin asked some questions about this war in Ukraine. Yeah, well, the U.S. is sending billions of dollars to Ukraine, both in the form of cash and in the form of weapon systems. Um, and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was asked uh, by, what's her name, Jennifer Griffin from Fox yes. News? Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, are you worried that this is really just turning into a proxy war between the United States and Russia? Hmm. It's not. Uh, this is clearly uh, Ukraine's fight. No. And uh, Ukraine's uh, neighbors and, and allies and partners are, are stepping up to make sure that they, uh, they have what they need in order to be successful. Uh, the Ukrainians are there fighting uh, for their, to protect their sovereignty. And they've been very, very impressive. I mean, the world's been, you know, has just looked at this uh, with great admiration, with awe, actually, that, you know, that they have been so successful. They have been so determined. Okay. Man, the dude took a lot of words to basically just say, yeah, it's a proxy war between us and Russia. Mm-hmm. I'm still confused because we've really upped our game with what we're giving them as far as weapons go. So did we think, well, early on, you know, they predicted Gav uh, was going to go down in three days. We didn't want to give him our best stuff. So we kind of held out. Give him the better stuff later. Got to prove your mettle. Is that what happened? I don't know. It, I, and maybe it didn't happen that way. But it seems like we were holding back something. Or they really or we didn't really think Russia was going to go in. 
Or we thought they wouldn't be over quickly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, you shouldn't question them. They got Afghanistan right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like the pickoff move in baseball. You don't want to show them your best move right away. Got Okay. Yeah. Just keeping them honest there at first. Right. Yeah. yeah. Except we said from the jump, hey, we're going to do whatever we can to help them be successful. By the way, I heard this piece of news. Uh, speaking of Afghanistan, I didn't even plan this. The last time Afghanistan had made the list, I think top five or top ten, for religious persecution, it was 2001. Um, but they're back on the list. Did they? As a matter of fact, I think they're in the top three, if not the top spot. So if you're the wrong kind of Muslim or if you're Christian or a number of other religions now because of the Taliban in Afghanistan, yeah, you're worshiping and hiding. I'll be listening this Saturday for Casey Kasem's religious persecution countdown. Well, and just know, if you want this week, little bar bet, Afghanistan is in the top five. (laughs) I think top three at least. Got that going for him. Topping the charts for the first time in two decades. That's Afghanistan. right. There you go. Thanks, Lloyd Austin. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, Billy. And don't don't forget Secretary of State Lincoln. Oh, you bet. Up with the Taliban. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> this is the Mark Levine Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, let's just get this part out of the way. Uh, inflation is a problem. Now we're talking recession. Yeah, Deutsche Long Bank. Term. Yeah, Deutsche Bank has come out and said, yeah, we're, we're thinking it's no longer going to be a mild recession that we're staring at happening sometime in the next year. Uh, we're, we're thinking it's going to be a pretty, pretty bad one. Okay. All right. Well, you know what you got to do. What's that? Is there anybody that you would trust that says, hey, that won't happen? No. Okay. Uh, You've got to to create more income, though. You've got to pump more money into the system. Yeah, that's what they want. You know what you need to do? Exactly. That's what they want to do. You know know what you need to do? You you need to wipe out student loan debt. Because that that won't have any sort of ripple effect on the economy in a negative way. I mean, we all know what that's about. The left, Biden. Yeah, this student loan debt is killing people. Yeah, I won't. The, the only thing we have going for us is to try to buy these votes in November. Yeah, and then you're going to... Will it work? Oh, I... there's That's par- what they're asking themselves. There's part of me that hopes they just go legend and do it. I mean, I think it'd be terrible for this country, Disaster. and I think it sends a terrible message anyway that you don't have to pay your bills, uh, especially if on the back end of it you're not going to be punishing universities for scamming children, but... You know, or young adults. Dude, I they're say. the problem. They are. Honestly, I mean, you still have people stupidly giving them money. Yes. Yeah. You can kind of understand how it happens, but I want to see them punished. I mean, 
think about it, man. So many kids, they go to school. They come out. I mean, they're brainwashed. That's part of the deal. I mean, you hear the university stories all the time, what they're teaching. I mean, it's the LGBTQ stuff. It is CRT. It is everything woke. Not every kid's going to come out of that thinking that way, but it has a huge effect. Yeah. Well, and I think... And it's a cycle of money from the government to the universities. And I think the the one thing that makes me want them to just do it is because I want the hard right turn in this country to happen as quickly as possible. Yeah. And if you if you want that to happen as quickly as possible, you should be begging Biden to force the middle class and lower income people in America to finance stupid academic pursuits of mostly white wealthier people please do that i don't no i can't stand for it i can't do it man i can't i get what you're saying it'll drive me crazy i mean and then that scene from pulp fiction comes into my head again if you give that nimrod two thousand dollars i'm gonna shoot him. principal i'm not talking about shooting anybody before we get canceled right. but you understand what i'm saying we're no, not gonna yeah. give that nimrod two grand i'm not giving him a freaking cent it's not anybody else's fault you went in for, what's the course you always say, David, well, as a like, major? What, lesbian basket weaving in Ukraine? Yes. Yeah. That's not my fault. It's not Ned's fault down the street. It's not Julie's fault. How about for people who didn't go to college or perhaps went to a trade school? Can I just get a check from the government? Yeah, that's the thing. Well, if that's Saying, what well, you, you want, take how about out just a, paying you, off people's credit cards? Right, you didn't, you didn't take out a loan, so you don't have any student debt. But what kind of debt do you have? Well, I got this debt. Okay, well, it's wiped out. I mean, wow. if it's going to be fair and equitable, my gosh, man. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Um, Whose brainy idea was this? I mean, I've heard this being it, talked about for a while. started but it's with like, AOC, where did, where did this come from, paying off student debt? Not sure. Now... As far as raising taxes to get rid of inflation. Yeah. Whose beauty of an idea is that? Well, Democrats in Congress, they're looking at raising taxes to help inflation. Here's Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Okay, Chuck. If you want to get rid of inflation, the only way to do it is to um, undo a lot of the Trump tax cuts and raise rates. No Republican is ever going to do that. So the only way to get rid of inflation is through reconciliation. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. That, that actually doesn't make any sense. So you no. want to try to figure out a way to use reconciliation. This allows them to pass. Uh, essentially, it's supposed to be a budgetary tool, but allows them to pass laws without a or with just a simple majority. Right. Um, so you want to try to combat inflation by raising corporate tax rates. Because corporations will just take that on the chin, Right. They never, ever pass down tax liability to the consumer. No. no. <laughs> Unheard of. Not to mention the Trump tax cuts gave the middle class a 15% reduction in tax liability. Okay, let's get all the frustrating stuff out at one time. I, I, I have good news, I think, coming up in just a couple of minutes. What is the freaking Fauci news? You know what? I don't even want to hear his voice i don't want to hear him i know people are just tired of hearing him he says man he says we have passed the pandemic phase with covid what 
Yeah, it's endemic I guess, now, right? I guess meaning, yeah, we're we're past the initial pandemic stuff, and now we're dealing with it on a case-by-case basis. Okay. So they looked at the polling, I guess? I don't I, understand. I suppose, yeah. Then my question is, where's the big celebration from Legacy Media? Haven't they been waiting for this day? I mean, they were still pumping fear into people two days ago. Well, you got to keep I mean, fear alive. It was yesterday. Kamala Harris gets COVID. This is a wake-up call. <gasps> well, well, you know, that, that probably is actually some of the strategy, right? You need to explain why it is that, you know, these miracle vaccines that you've been telling everybody to get and all this, it, 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 when you have the vice president now among a slew of people in the White House now getting COVID, even though she's been vaccinated three times, Mm-hmm. Now you have to just say, see, it's not that anything we did failed. It's just that uh, we're moving into the endemic phase. We're not. It's not. It's oh. not the initial outbreak anymore. Right. Yeah. Remember Jim's hockey, of course. Remember the thing to remember is that all of these people are always in bystander mode. Nothing they do or did that didn't work out was because of any actions that they took. <laughs> that that's how they operate. Mm-hmm. If something yeah, fails, yeah. well, we inherited a problem. You see, well, that. But I mean, there's some things you can't run from. Can you know? we mandate vaccines across the country? No, that's not a role that the federal government, I think, even has the power to make. Oh, we'll do it anyway. Well, and we'll. we'll We'll do it anyway. You're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, <laughs> you are attacking science. Okay. Right. You know, that's just part of it. Okay, David, you wanted me to sort of lay this out. I don't know if I've listed everything, but every once in a while, uh, I mean this sincerely, we'd be in here talking about the show before the show starts, and it seems like there's all this BS going on, and especially when stories are getting blocked from getting to the public, and you feel helpless, like people are not even understanding what the truth is going on, because you have big tech and legacy media and the left all together suppressing stories. So especially independents, they're not even going to know what the truth is before they go and vote. But over time, this has started to turn. And especially with Elon Musk getting Twitter, and we don't know how exactly that's going to work out, but it's, it's putting a little spring in a lot of people's steps saying, okay, we're on our way to restoring what made this country great, like free speech, like exchanging thoughts without getting booted off of Twitter for saying, hey, a biological male is a man. Mm-hmm. Nope, don't, you're gone. People are feeling good about that. And I think it's a number of different things. The trans movement in schools, parents have woken up to that. They know it's real. They're against it. CRT in schools. You saw that in Virginia. Parents don't want it. They couldn't believe what was being taught to their kids while, you know, they were, you know, doing remote learning because there was no school because of COVID. Um, You look at Biden's approval numbers. You look at Kamala Harris's approval numbers. How often did the message get taken out there? What a wonderful story. Glass ceilings broken. She's incredible. People don't like her. They see right through her. She's a phony. There's glass all over the floor, ladies. Defund the police. Mm, that was a great idea. You see what's happened. Oh, yeah. You look at 
well, CNN going down in flames. The CNN Plus. They lost all credibility. They lost their audience. Have you ever seen They understand it? what Chris Cuomo was always about. Right. Don Lemon, Chris Cuomo's brother, Andrew Cuomo. He was a national treasure for a while. But in the history of television, I've never seen anything collapse that quickly. Yeah, they lied to people. They figured it out. Just that quickly. The Hunter Biden laptop story. Yeah. Now I mean, it's something again. Well, the failing New York Times and the Washington Post had to get out in front of it because they know the indictment's coming down. You think about, well, the Russian hoax with Trump. I mean, people got taken on a ride for years. And they're like, oh, that, there was really nothing there. Hmm. Holy cow, they kind of lied to us that whole time. Yep. Think of the trans swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania. People are waking up going, have we lost our freaking minds? Did right. you see that race? That's important because up until that point, I think everyone was afraid to be critical of it at all. But then they looked at this and went, well, wait a minute. That's not fair. That's not right. Right. That opened up at least a dialogue, and people were like, wait a minute, is this happening? And they're like, yeah, it is happening. And then you think about people, their paychecks, their monthly budget, as our leaders are saying, <laughs> transitory, this inflation. It's not going to be around for very long, okay? The things are going to turn around fast. You're very anti-transitory. I am. Yes. I admit it. <laughs> the mask mandates. Yeah. To find out. And then you had the people on CNN. The experts, well, the 15 to 20%, the cloth masks, they don't really do anything. What? Been making two-year-olds and grade school kids wear these for, what, years now? Mm-hmm. They don't do anything? Oh, and the mandates, and the vaccine mandates. Hey, you, you take it, you're not going to get COVID. It's one thing after another, after another, after another. So, yeah, you feel like enough people have had enough. And it's turning. And I think that's why the freak out is so huge from the left with Twitter, because you can't suppress it anymore. People are finding out the truth. And that's seriously their biggest fear. It's a good thing. Yes, man. Very positive. Thank you for that. Hey, man, I'm trying. Um, How about the Biden corruption? Did you hear what Jen Psaki said about this? (laughs) It's a freaking doozy. We'll get to that much more coming up. don't you the markley van camp and robin show i'm jamie markley that's david van camp and a rocking scott robbins mm-hmm. okay what was 10 years ago what is jen Psaki talking about here david oh corruption you know that that this is this is what they're going to do now there are a bunch of questions now about the president's crackhead son hunter and his business dealings around the world and whether or not joe biden was involved in using his political power to help his son and himself break in a bunch of cash one of the news stories is that a business partner of Hunter's visited the White House multiple times. Mm-hmm. This isn't Bob Alinsky. This is no. the other dude that's in jail, right? Yeah. Uh, while Joe Biden was vice president, uh, which mm-hmm. makes it really hard to believe Joe when he says that he knew nothing about anything Hunter was doing. Yeah, what? Uh, now, the White House press secretary was asked about it. Here's the question and then the answer. Does the press 
Hartford still maintain that he never spoke with his son about his business dealings? And given this reporting on Eric Schwerin, does he also say that he has never spoken to his son's business partners about his son's business dealings? Uh, he maintains uh, his same statements that he's made in the past. Uh, I would say, I know you're referring to uh, Waves records that were released more than 10 years ago. I really don't have uh, more detail or information on them. I'd note that there was a gap when Waves records were not released, uh, but I don't have more information about visits from more than 10 years ago. Really? Huh. You don't say. Really? It's coming down because, I don't know, one, one of the biggest national nightmares we lived through was the grab them by the uh, tape. Oh, yes. Which was, like, what, more, more than 10 years ago? Sure. And that was supposedly something that we all needed to focus on with Donald Trump. But in this case... something about his character. Right. But, right? But in this case, you know, Hunter Biden, the crackhead son of the vice president, now president, running around the world doing all sorts of business deals with corrupt foreign individuals, and Joe Biden apparently getting a cut of it, or at least having conversations with Hunter's business partners. Well, that's ancient history. That was like 10 years ago. Who cares? You broke the law. If that is true, you broke the law. Mm-hmm. And who's to say? I don't know how that works. Does China figure you still owe them something? Does Ukraine? I'm not sitting here saying don't help Ukraine. I'm just saying that's a fair question, isn't it? Yes. Your son was on the board of Burisma after Ukraine became your responsibility as far as diplomatic relations. All of a sudden, he gets this gig. Would he end up pocketing two, three million bucks? He knew nothing about the energy business and admitted so. It's a freaking joke. Oh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that's how the... <laughs> <laughs> Some statute of limitations on bribes from a foreign country. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is more of a story. I'll try to paint the picture if you haven't seen the video, the dash cam footage of this police officer getting run over. Oh, geez. As a suspect fled this traffic stop. Yeah. This is crazy. This was in Tennessee. Um, Franklin police officer Dustin Stevens. Well, his leg got caught under the vehicle as this suspect sped away. This was on I-65 south of Nashville. The suspect, 26-year-old Roy Nicholson, was then later apprehended outside of a Walmart then in Franklin. But in the video, you see them trying to arrest this guy, and he's fighting the cops. He's resisting arrest. Now, you would think, man, it's been a while since we've had, like, a high-profile shooting, right, of a white cop with an unarmed black man. It it hasn't been that that long. I mean, there was one what one or two weeks ago, but high profile, right? Well, media let go of that one because <laughs> because they realized that rioting is not something that uh, helps out the Democrats. Yeah, I guess that's true. But you would think that the memo is out there. Oh my gosh, I'm in fear of getting shot by a white cop. <laughs> I better do everything I'm supposed to do. I'm like, I can't even say it. So of course he's resisting arrest, and then he gets behind the wheel of his car takes off him and another cop are trying to stop him he just goes and that's where the dude's leg got caught under the car he's going to be okay but my gosh public caning first and foremost for that guy this is the markley van camp and robin show i'm so tired of this stuff man uh, mandatory minimum 20 years Ooh, you really stepped it up you really stepped it up people think i'm out of my mind for saying what 
you get caught with a gun illegally, it's f- automatic five years. You want guns off the street? Crack down. No, I'm 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 coming around and thinking that five years is uh, is too lenient. You know, maybe I'm getting soft in my old age. I'm starting to say, uh, give us three to start something. No. Nope. Start enforcing the freaking law. And if you are caught being a straw buyer, mandatory minimum, 50 years in prison. Wow. DBC you want to save lives? DA. <laughs> yes. There you go. Get my vote. All right, critical race theory. <laughs> Van Camp's got a story you got to hear. Straight ahead right here. Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Jen Exner, David Van Camp, Millennium, Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, well, you got Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas testifying on Capitol Hill today. Uh, and he was asked a question about the border wall because, you know, when, when Joe Biden came in uh, to office, he said, yeah, we're, we're actually, I know that the materials are down there to finish the wall or at least significant portions of the wall. Um, I know that it's been paid for. The contracts have been signed. But you know what? We're going to go ahead and uh, cancel all of that. Uh, Mayorkas was asked, how much did that cost us? To not build it. To not build it. Okay. The wall projects, um, the majority of them, rest in the jurisdiction of the Army Corps of Engineer. Uh, those that we ourselves uh, uh, control, uh, I believe that the cost of Discontinuing them is approximately $72 million, and I will follow up with you to ensure the accuracy of my statement uh, this morning. So so two separate agencies are tasked with this, uh, and the minority being Department of Homeland Security. That's just a drop in the bucket, $72 million, to not do something. I'm trying to hold it, dude. Go ahead, Robbins. I, I'm, I'm looking at you because you're the one that lost your mind quickly. I mean, I know you hate this guy, so do I. I can't. I try not to hate anybody. No, I know. Dislike, okay, uh, uh, dislike, uh, strongly he can't dislike. Do the job. He either won't do it or he can't. He's either not capable or he just or comes off just... as the mealy-mouthed. Oh, my gosh. You know? Yeah, I mean, the... he should have been fired when he was doing the whole whipping thing with the border agents. That should have been enough. He lied to everybody about that. Dude, and in and, and we just jumped. had an open border since Biden took over, and this is his job, I guess, just to let people through. I mean, you're director of the Department of Homeland Security. That's a lot of McGurkin too, all the time. But you go back, man. Think about what this loser said earlier today. It's so infuriating. We inherited a broken and dismantled yeah. system that is already under strain. I don't care. That's I, I don't care. What you're saying is not true. No, it's you not haven't true. done your job. And I know it's not your fault because you can't fire yourself. I guess if you had any dignity, you'd resign. That's never happened in the world of politics. Of course not. That'd be fun, firing yourself. You can't get fired in this administration. No, you, you can't. can't screw up enough. No. Where in the real world does that ever happen? That's one of the things that makes it so frustrating. 
I think it was Ron Johnson from Wisconsin that was questioning him, remember? He didn't even know, as far as people coming in, that we were no. checking out. They wouldn't give him a COVID test. And he wanted the numbers. Do we know who has tested positive if people got sick, any kind of symptoms uh, among this group of 15,000? No, he uh, Yes, so uh, we, did not, we, do not, uh, we did not test that population of individuals. Uh, we do not know, I do not know, I should say, if I may be perfectly accurate, I do not know whether anyone was sick with COVID. We certainly had some individuals get sick, uh, not specifically uh, with COVID. COVID, to my knowledge, and we address oh their gosh. illnesses. Uh, in Listen fact, to that. we set up medical tents uh, that had a certain standard. Okay, stop. Gosh, dang. You just go on and on Jeez. with it. There, uh, and we didn't? That's a leader of men, huh? That's the guy who worked out. Department of Homeland Security. That's our guy. It's a joke. Well, that, that's the I thing. can't wait till these clowns get out of here. I, I mean, is Kamala still at work, working every day on the root causes of this <laughs> migration? I mean, seriously, nobody's done anything. So you have to uh, believe that this is being done on purpose. Yes. You have to being done that the motivation here is to buy voters. I mean, th- yes. what else could it possibly be? I know. I know. You have repeatedly oh, that's Ron stated... <laughs> that our borders are not open, that they're closed. Do you honestly believe that our borders are closed? This goes on, man. I don't know how much time we have for this. I don't need to get any more fired and, up, I um, guess. Let me, um, uh, let me speak uh, to that. We have... No, no l- l- let me ask you a couple questions here. <laughs> um, this was funny. We re- this committee received, it was dated... Uh, just... You know what, for the sake of time, I'll get near the end of the question, maybe. Chief Scott says, to think that well-resourced terrorist networks... Criminal organizations and hostile nations are not going to do the same. Yeah, because we've had people words, already come exploit through. the open border is naive. Here's what's very troubling. Yes. He said the secretary and other political appointees within DHS have provided factually incorrect information to congressional representatives and to the American public. Yeah. So l- let me ask you, Mr. Secretary, of the 1.3 million people that we've apprehended, how many people have been returned? Yeah. How many people are being detained and how many people have been dispersed? And I want some numbers here. So we've got, again, 1.3 million people. That's an easy one, right? Yeah. You're the Department of Homeland Security. you got to know that, right? How many people have been dispersed to all points around America? Uh, Senator, I would be pleased to provide you with that data. I want them now. Uh, Why don't you have that information now? Uh, Senator, I do not have that data. Why not? Then you're fired! Why don't you have that basic information? Senator, I want to be accurate in the in the info. I'm looking for ballpark figures. Gosh. Yeah, let's move on. I apologize if I'm too fired up. You know, if you the, talk the, to the rational people about this and you say, here's the problem, they would say, well, then why don't we stop doing this? Why Why are we That's allowing this? That's what they to... want to do. I mean, exactly. That's what so they there's want no to do. explanation of for this. Of course not. Just another box checking. It's whatever, man. Everybody knows what this is. Guy's a clown. All right. David, you said this is what we're up against with critical race theory. Oh, yeah. The Daily Wire has this crazy story, and it actually started a few years ago. They're calling it the canary in the coal mine in the fight against critical race theory being forced on children. And for the record, no, we're not talking about banning, talking about slavery. That's such a stupid argument that gets thrown off, thrown out there all the time by the left. 
Uh, this happened in Santa Barbara, though. Parents group called Fair Education Santa Barbara filed a lawsuit about four years ago because of what the district was sponsoring. The lawsuit wound up getting tossed in 2019 because a judge, well, in California, ruled the parents lacked standing. Really? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the parents say that the district required all students to take what they called ethnic studies courses as a condition of graduating. They put a radical activist group in charge of other programming and refused to allow parents to see the curriculum. Does that sound familiar? Of course. One specific... They want people to know. They don't want people to know the truth. They want to hide everything. Yeah, I mean, and some of the anecdotes in here are crazy. Like one claim that the district segregated students for training sessions, telling white children that all whites are racist, black children that Mm -hmm. all black kids are victims. Um, And then it gets even crazier from here. Now, key figures in the Ethnic Studies Now Santa Barbara chapter are disgraced history teacher Matef Harmachis and his wife. Now, Matef, rather, he was convicted of battery against a student in 2017. A lawyer for the student says it was done in a sexual manner. Oh, my goodness. Mm. He was later fired. Yeah, he, he was fired in 2020, by the way. Three years after this. Gosh, dang. We have to have a full investigation by the teachers. Yeah, one district-funded nonprofit group that was brought in, they got students into circles alongside adults, including one who had served time in prison, to share intimate details of their lives. Uh, The program was created by a woman named Jennifer Freed, who is a, quote, certified astrologer and psychotherapist (laughs) who tells people she can understand them based on what she calls cosmic DNA. God, this kooky stuff again. All right. It, it is. Dude, it's all pseudoscience. All of it, it this is. stuff. All yes. of it is. Yes. <laughs> uh, some focused on the sex lives of high schoolers. So if you're a Libra, then I get to touch you. It's just the rule. Right. Well, that's cosmic DNA, you know. Right. Uh, other groups and individuals played key roles in the uh, r- radicalization of Santa Barbara's school system, as the article states. Uh, another group held a district-funded summer camp where students were supposed to learn from activities that focus on ethnic and racial identity, stereotyping, communication, family issues, racism, homophobia, sexism, and classism. Oh, my god. Part gosh, of what they man, would do... Teach them how to do math. Part of what they would do is separate kids based on race and then have other kids yell racial slurs at them. Well, I'll tell you what. Whoever thought that was a good idea, they go to prison where that actually happens. Right. And and that way, you can give your lived experience and say, here's why you never want to go there. But we're not going to do that to the kids. Now That's insane. Now, this summer camp was put on by something called Just Communities. And one of the allegations in here is super creepy. And this is why I think the groomer tag on some of these nut jobs is totally appropriate. Because one mom says, out of the blue... My kid gets a text message from one of the camp counselors. Uh Uh-huh. I never gave them permission to contact my child outside of that summer camp. Never gave them my phone number. Or they had my phone number. They could have called me if they wanted to do some sort of follow-up. But one of these uh, counselors texted the child directly to invite the child to go go for a hike and bring a friend. Uh, No. How about the kid's dad show up instead? And give somebody a whooping. 
I'm not advocating for violence, by the way, on a radio show. I just want you to know. No. But would you lose an no. ounce of sleep if it happened? No. That's a fair question to ask, right? No. no, I'm 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 sorry. I mean, but but if you're if you're texting a child that you're not close to the parents, the parents don't know that you're doing this, and you're talking about going out to the woods together, you need your ass kicked. I Absolutely. am advocating for violence against that person. Yes. Sometimes I don't know the rules that we're under. Okay, I'm in. I'm sorry, yes. but yeah, that's 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 creeper behavior. Oh my gosh, dude. Hey, you why don't what? you just get into my van? We really connected at summer camp. Nah, man, you're in for an ass whooping. Yep. You know what? I'm going to have a palate cleanser within 10 minutes. A piece of audio because of this darkness. That Seriously, I mean it. No, I, I know. It, it, it I is know. a piece of audio that's like the light to what we're talking about. I mean, this is real stuff. It's in the news. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought it up just so people know what's going on. Dang, it's frustrating. On a lighter note, just to bring this up, it is weird. We mentioned it before, not that I'm like, hey, guess what? Uh, Here's a celebrity birthday. Um, I guess the other day, though, it was Al Pacino's birthday. How old is he now? He's 82. Oh, wow. So he went out to dinner with his 28-year-old girlfriend. (laughs) What? Yeah. 28? 28. Well. He's Al Al Pacino, man. Al Pacino also needs an ass whooping. What for, actually? He's 82, and he's hooking up with a 28-year-old. Come on, man. What, you don't think she's in it for the money? She knows what she's doing at that point, she dude. She loves him. Come on. You, right, they're really? soulmates. He could be. He could be anything. And she'd like him. He was selling shoes or a plumber or farmer. She's some still people, loving him. You like a certain type. For yeah. some people, it's this color of hair. Maybe it's an age thing. I mean, for her, it's it's elderly dudes. Yeah, it's the smell of aqua velva. Because she did date Mick Jagger for a while. Oh, God. Gosh. Okay. Yeah, he's 78. See, once you're in the club, man, you're always in the club. It's old guy celebrities. Yes. Check this. But then in 2019, she was seen with Clint Eastwood. Who's oh, 91. Golly. Yes. So I don't know. She went <laughs> a little younger <laughs> with Mick, a little older with Clint, and now it's all good with Al Pacino. Based on her tastes, uh, I would bet you 20 bucks she owns a Basset Hound. <laughs> just likes that wrinkled look. I didn't know exactly what you meant Honey, or where you... you were going at first. Honey, would you say hoorah? <laughs> oh, they also mentioned Madonna, who's 63, and her 28-year-old boyfriend oh, broke up. It's sad. All right. A man that speaks what people need to hear next. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Um, Joyless Reed, (laughs) MSNBC. Oh, gosh. You know, if she's not whining about Elon Musk taking over Twitter, racist, white supremacy, all of her nonsense. She stepped in it the other day when she was talking about what happened in Florida. Get together with the governor, and there are some... Young black males holding signs that say no CRT. Yeah, some. Yeah. Joy Reid said that's tantamount to child abuse. You're forcing this. Right. Nonsense. Well, 
retired NFL player, Jack Brewer, we talked about this yesterday, said, hey, you're going to have to apologize or I'm going to sue you. Okay? And that was the setup. He was on Tucker Carlson's show last night, and he just laid it out. And I thought this is like a light in the darkness. It really is. First off, Tucker, I'm a man of God. And those kids that you see are, are children of God. And that's what principles that we stand on at the Jack Brewer Foundation, particularly our, our, our hero kids. And so I don't believe that Joy really understood who she was dealing with and the anointing that's on our lives. God called us right now to face this CRT. These same kids, the majority that you see in that picture that are with me are fatherless kids. Kids that come to our center each and every day to learn the reading and math proficiency. When they go to public schools, and the teachers tell them that if they make a 50 or 60, that it's okay because they're black kids. We fight against that. We teach our kids that in America, everybody can win. Everybody can reach and achieve the goals that they set forth. Whoa! Thank you. That's pretty cool. Jack Brewer. I heard that last night, yeah. He goes on. I don't want to get in his way. And no. so we are patriots. And I don't think that people like Joy Reid are used to seeing African-American young boys that are fatherless, that love this country and understand really uh, what their potential is. And that's what we teach. And that's what we show. And so I don't hate Joy Reid. I dislike her comments, but I pray for her because she should be on our side. He's a better man than I tell you that if she really cares that america is the most fatherless nation in the con in the world the entire world on the planet america has more fatherless kids but what would the left say well it's white supremacy those tropes she should be fighting on my side over here i work and serve these children each and every day they eat my food at my house they sleep on my couch when they need some new shoes i buy them when they need new clothes i buy them and so for her to come at me like that and to accuse me of child abuse when i've poured my entire life mm -hmm. heart and soul into going out and serving the most underserved kids in our nation because you always see the liberals out doing that don't you Oh, wait, no, you don't. No, you don't. I That's... have a real problem with Gosh. that. She is going to have to apologize. I want MSNBC to apologize. Or other, otherwise, I'm going to have to pursue uh, my legal um, strategy that my lawyers are putting together. Amen, man. Amen. Fight back, doing the right thing. Heck yes. Who Actually involved. Partner with that dude. Absolutely, man. That's awesome. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, you've reminded us that a major recession is on the way. Uh, that's according to Deutsche Bank. Now, they, as of right now, are the outlier. But, uh, you know, earlier this month, they were also the only outlier uh, initially to predict even a modest recession. And then other major banks came out and said, yeah, it's probably right. Yeah, there's probably going to be a recession. Now they have upgraded that to, yeah, it's going to be a pretty significant recession. Okay, when you hear something like that, uh, say you have kids and you were thinking about a family vacation this summer, right? Maybe you're going to spend, ah, let's say for the sake of argument, two grand. Uh, nice vacation, wherever. Mm -hmm. You know this is coming. 
this recession. It's going to be tough. You say, you know, we should probably wait on that vacation. Let's be responsible here. All right. Or do you I, say, we better take the vacation now? Uh, I'll just speak personally. That's all I'm asking. There was a trip that we were going to be taking um, out of the state, and we are no longer taking that trip. Okay. And the reason for that is fuel prices? Fuel prices. You know, you, it, it's one of those things. There's so much uncertainty out there. You know, the stock market is going up and down. You got Goldman yep. Sachs, well, not Goldman Sachs, Deutsche Bank now saying major recession on the way. It's kind of like, all right, well, let's save money where we mm-hmm. can because you don't know how lean the next couple of years could be. Right. And you guys know I'm a fan of Dave Ramsey, even though there'd be times if Dave knew me personally, he'd be like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> that's that's not my part of my financial plan because my thought was, well, you better go now. You know, I'm always thinking you can make up the money, but you can't make up the time. Kids are only kids once. Better go. I'm not talking about being irresponsible and go way in debt yeah. or getting into credit card debt or anything like that. But, you know, there are people that are talking about, man, we really need a car, but I don't want to do it right now, especially with car prices. Or oh, we really need fill in the blank. You know, maybe it's a roof. And because of the materials, you know, you were thinking it was going to be somewhere around eight grand, but instead it's like 13. Those people. No, that, that, there is something to be said for that because I, I, like, don't, dang, I don't disagree man. with you either. That yeah. or you, you really, really plan it out so you're staying at like super eights and, right. you know, you're yeah. scaling back on what you are going to do. The, yeah. The other thing but as far is, as fiscal responsibility, just to get it out on the table. Well, if there's somebody lagging in this group. Mr. Robbins. You're pointing at me? Well, come on, man. You're like, hey, got to live. Got to live, got to live. That's not totally true. I've got a nice savings. Well, no, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Up until your heart attacks, you're kind of like just kind of. Well, yeah. I, I, other people spending my money, too, but, you know. Yeah, but you're always, you always seem like you had at least 60 bucks on you all the time. Well. You're ready for a good time. I had no car payments. I was, you know, I was. Yeah. Yeah. It's I good. was up for a good time. <laughs> Yeah, you make it sound like I'm just no. out there throwing money around. Go ahead, David. I apologize. No, that's fine. I was just also going to say there probably will be food shortages in the United States as well. Crisis Garden, get her so, ready. Yeah, you know, buy guns. Buy If you're going to spend anything, spend it on guns, ammunition, and a crisis garden. I heard a good idea is, like, if you can find a, a rancher near you, Oh, but also, yes, of course, get right with Jesus, because it's going to get real weird here yeah. for the next couple of years. Um, people ask me, what is it Van Camp says I want to get it down? I've heard it a yeah. hundred times, but still, that's... It's, buy guns and ammo, plant the crisis garden, get right with Jesus. Because it's coming. Yeah. Um, okay. The other idea I actually heard was if you can find a, a, a cattle rancher somewhat close to you, buy a cow. Yes. And then have them butcher it, and then you've got a ton of meat, you know, throw it in the in the deep freeze, and, and you're good. Scott and I could butcher it from our humble beginnings. I've seen it done. I've never personally ever done it. But well, you're up for it, though, right? I don't know if I'm, I don't think I'm, I don't know anything about butchering a cow. I was joking. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't. You, the only I just thing want you, to see if I could talk you into it for a second. The only thing you know how to butcher is your bank account. <laughs> see? <laughs> You guys make this sound like I'm some kind of irresponsible knucklehead. I'm not. Not at all. Um, 
over half of Americans have had COVID at least once. That's an interesting stat. You know, it's weird. I remember early parts of this where you didn't know anybody who'd had it. Yes. You were like, I don't even know anybody who's had this. Now it's like, I don't know anybody who hasn't had it. Besides well, you, Mark Lee. Well, David, I guess neither one. I've been the only one on the show that's had it. Though, I've right? never tested positive for it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm convinced I had it twice and had a, a false test. Yeah. But you, you really don't know. But then the amount of kids that have antibodies in their system, that's like 60%. I thought I read 70. 70. I read 70% of the children have already had it. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. But we got to keep the children safe. Mm-hmm. Even though we've known forever, the risk is tiny, especially if there's no comorbidities. You've got to say that every time. But, yes, people are just done with it, man. Oh, I, yes. For the most part. I mean, but what did we say early on? I mean, the people will decide when this thing's over. Government's not going to do it. Well, they tried. Still trying oh, they, in some ways. In yeah, some they places. are. They're still trying to get traction on it. They're still trying to scare you every night. I mean, it was NBC last night. Case numbers are going up. Miguel was on there with of course. his case number report. Right. As case numbers and hospitalizations continue to increase. Yes. Fear I, that they will run out of beds. <laughs> I can't do Whatever. it. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Amazon employees are traumatized, David. What's the story here? Oh, man. Matt Walsh. So here's the backstory. <laughs> Matt Walsh from Matt the, Walsh, man. Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire. He wrote a children's book, and I think we talked about it a couple months ago. We did. It's called Johnny the Walrus, where a kid identifies as a walrus, and so he like sell- a lot of kids do. Yeah, and the whole thing is is a, some sort of animal. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a play on the whole trans indoctrination thing. Yes, and so he became. Except for the mom in the book, she gets convinced. Then, well, he is a walrus because right. <laughs> she wants to be woke, and so. Then, you know, when he released it, it became the number one children's book and the number one LGBTQ children's book in that category. Yeah. Yeah. And that was was trolling like crazy, man. And and that was evidently really triggering to people at Amazon and some customers to the point where they say they're traumatized. Dude, you're not traumatized. I'm sorry. Have someone come back for more. Yeah. Have someone from Ukraine come over and talk to you about. Being traumatized. Yeah. Uh, Now, during an actual trauma session exposed by libs of TikTok, they played a voicemail from an Amazon customer beside herself about the book Johnny the Johnny the Walrus. Roll it. It is teaching kids to kill, well, to bully. What? Transgenders. Yeah, to to bully them into committing suicide. The LGBT- That's not true. That's insane. It doesn't teach that at all. The LGBTQIA, especially transgenders, you are selling a manual to how to teach kids to bully other kids to commit suicide. Oh, God, just stop. That's why nobody likes you. <laughs> you know, I mean, that... <laughs> Seriously, nobody believes you. No. It's just this hyperbole all the time. Yes. About how dying, and they got to throw the word die in there. Yeah. Because it was if you didn't wear a mask, people were going to die. <laughs> a children's book about walrus, people are going to die. Yeah. Just so, always, always, always something like that. So then in another part, the employees talk about Matt Walsh's upcoming book and documentary uh, called What is a Woman? And real quick, I'll set, I'll set the stage here. You've got a man who is a man, 
or identifies as a man, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got a man who identifies as a woman there, too. And they're, like, coaching each other through trying to describe this book and this documentary. And at one point, the dude who identifies as a dude starts to cry and has to be talked off the ledge, so to speak, oh. by the dude who thinks he's a woman. All right, let's enjoy this. Uh, it, it, it. I, and it's called What is a Woman? Um, one man's journey to answer the question. I mean, like, does like, like, let's just back up for, for a second and say, does a man even belong in this conversation? No, he doesn't. Yeah, this, so, this is chief mansplaining. Okay. Yeah, I want to show you. Time out. The person who said this is chief mansplaining yes. is a man is who a man. identifies as a woman. He's a woman, right. Which is the ultimate expression of mansplaining. If you're a man who identifies as a woman trying to say how a woman should feel about mansplaining. It's incredible. Oh my gosh. Man. I'm just get confused. You've gone you know, cross-eyed. I, it, it is maddening. There is a part of me that feels bad for these people. They're like brainwashed. This is an illness, dude. That's really something. I mean, that whole exchange and this whole a man can't even talk about this. No, those rules are done. Whoever set that rule, shut up. <laughs> no, it, it could. it's only a woman that can decide this. Is that what you're saying? What are you talking about? I don't even know. He's trying to get people to answer the question, what is a woman? And so many people won't do it. Until you go to different countries, like what are you talking about? It's it's easy. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I want to preface this, this with I want to preface this with I also saw someone mention that this is really tough content, and if you're transgender, if you're gender non-binary, take you know, and this is super triggering, and this is super it, like <laughs> it, it would like I would understand if you needed okay. to leave. And the final thing we're going to show is a 30-second clip. Um, what, the teaser? Brace yourself. Of Matt, brace Wal- yourself. Of brace Matt yourself. Walsh. And I, want, I would say I want you to brace yourselves. Oh, my gosh. What? You need help, man. Serious. Dude, you, you need help. Feel bad for you. That's ridiculous. Okay, and you've been brainwashed. I have a question. Yes. What is LGBTQIA? Is that LGBTQs in Iowa? <laughs> I, think I don't think so. I think David knows. I think it's intersex and asexual. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like the baggage counter at the airport. Flying Trans America. Yeah. KS for Kansas. And they try to always say it's against the whole community. And most reasonable people are like, I have no problem with someone that's gay. I have no problem with you guys have lost your minds with this stuff. Oh, gosh, Knock it off. Ridiculous. Okay? You're not helping either. Holy smokes, dude. All right. Much more to get to. Um Toxic femininity is real. How will that be explained? We'll we'll try, but it's real. That Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Can't even remember. Do you have a news update, David? Well, yeah. Reportedly, uh, the Department of Homeland Security 
having failed so spectacularly at the border, is on to new and exciting ventures uh, to create now a disinformation governance board. Oh, wow. <laughs> dedicated oh, to countering misinformation. No way. The actual, no way. The actual Ministry of Truth. Unbelievable. They're going to do this or they're suggesting it? Uh, they're, it sound, sounds like they're doing it. Oh, my gosh. Who lies as Folks, much as this is, this is really awful. This is really awful. This is the Ministry of Truth. CRT's not being taught in school. So if you say it and it's true, it would be called disinformation. And it's going to be a bunch of people no one voted for. They're going to be responsible for this. This is like Elon Musk buys Twitter, and there's hope for they people. They just oh freak out. You can actually say now, hey, the vaccine didn't work the way they said it was going to work, which used to get you kicked off. But if you have the disinformation government, they oh can decide what's gosh. true and what's not. You're, you remember, I'm stunned at this. Do you remember that uh, Facebook whistleblower? And I forget her name now. She did the 60 Minutes thing and... Yes, you, uh, call, you called that out before I remember anybody calling it out, David. The day of, because it was obvious what the goal here was. She was the one that was out there, and it started with uh, what Instagram is doing to the mental health of young girls. And yeah, going after Facebook. That's something that's obviously been around, and I, I don't I don't have any problem with pointing that out and countering it uh, or and, and, and saying we need to fight against it, right, because it is toxic to young people. So all of yes. social media really is. Um, but then it pivoted immediately to disinformation. Right. And what was, I remember saying, this this lady's out there. She's going to be propped up by the Biden administration as somebody who can really come in and be the arbiter of truth on behalf of the regime. And sure enough, she goes on Capitol Hill, testifies, and she volunteers to be part of a ministry of truth oh, for the really? Biden administration. You know, I've been on the inside. I can counter disinformation. And you notice it always goes one way, right? It's always like the most extreme elements of the American right wing. It's never the fact that you had the Secretary of Homeland Security, the President, the Vice President, multiple members of Congress claiming that Border Patrol agents on horseback were whipping black people at the border. <laughs> because yeah. that was literally disinformation. Right. You know what, man? Just the timing of this. As you're talking about this, because I looked at Twitter for something, and it was one minute ago, the Washington Examiner tweeted, Elon Musk has hinted at changes that may be in store for Twitter after commenting on censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story and the role social media and Twitter played. Uh, and the whole, what is it, current deputy general counsel played in the Russia collusion saga. They pushed it all. That was all disinformation, but it was suppressed. So that's why the government's trying to take it. Man. It's wild, man. I'm stunned. Well, you heard different people predict People are going to be very uneasy about this Twitter thing because they're used to controlling the information. And that's everything. That's all the power. Yeah, what are you freaking out about? Because you're used that to that another voice will be heard. The message. Yes. I the mean, game's over if that I mean, happens. 
But you can't say that, right? Well, of course not. Wow. <sighs> oh, real quick. We might have to get into this later. I mentioned toxic femininity. Columnist at The Federalist. Who was that? Adam Coleman wrote this piece about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Mm. And it's how often guys get beaten by their wives, girlfriend, whatever, and feel like they can't go anywhere. It happens a whole lot more than you think. Yep. And that's not to excuse Johnny Depp of anything. It's just like the broader picture of that happening, not just across the country, but across the world. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because I am hearing from some female listeners that will send me a note saying she's horrible. Yes. She you know, is. I mean, toxicity can work both ways here. Well, did you hear, um, wasn't it a counselor, David, for the two of them? Yeah, yesterday. Yep. That spoke and said, uh, basically, I'm paraphrasing, she's toxic. Like in a couple yeah. of different ways with well, personality disorders. Severe bipolar disorder. I mean, just a serious be, issue. Yeah, and can be very destructive. I mean, what a powder keg that entire thing Oof. has been. All right, you got your big three stories of the day, yes, Mr. Robbins? Yes, sir. The Scott Robbins trifecta and a news update. Straight ahead right here. Always, thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. Uh, yeah, the Gen Xer, the Millennial, David Van Camp, the Sexy Boomer, and the Kiss T-shirt, Scott Robbins. Mm. Before we get to the trifecta with Scott Robbins, news update: David Van Camp. Th this stuff just makes me so happy because you know the meltdown is going to be on. Uh, you, you remember how uh, Donald Trump was under investigation by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office? There was a grand jury that was impaneled. And this time, this time, the walls were closing in, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, the, the grand jury that has been impaneled uh, will expire this week and will not be extended. They're done. Not all that surprising if you've been following this at all, because they, they stopped calling for witnesses a while back. That's right. So, yes. I, mean, I win. It, right. And prosecutors kind of walked off the job on it. They were done. The DA, Alvin Bragg, is saying, yeah, there's, there's no there there. We're not, we're not, what are we supposed to do? Make up things? We're not CNN. We can't just make things up. Wow, man. How many times do they go to that, too? The walls are closing in. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, constantly. <laughs> All the time. I've heard it a thousand times over the last yep. several years. Yes. Man, that started 2016 into 17. Wow, it's five years ago. That was really like at a fever pace. You remember that, that first year of Trump's presidency? It was bonkers. It was something every day. The news cycle. Some, some new crap. Like two a week, I think, was the average. You kept track for a while, David. It's insane. All right. Robin, you ready for your big Let's three? roll, baby. Let's roll. Okay. It's the trifecta. I think we're all ready to roll. I think Casey's in place. We have a birthday here? What? It's Casey's birthday. Are you ready? One, two, three. Look at my shoe. 
It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins, top three of the day. Yeah. Helped by his hero from his top 40 days. I'm Casey Kasem. He's 90 today. Good. Sally Miss Molly. Wow, that's up there. Hard to believe, but it's true. I think he's ready. Scott. Yes. I'm ready. Okay, let's go. Three. All right, uh, headline today is Bird Flu Blues. What? If you're a resident of Illinois, the Illinois Department of Natural Resources is recommending now you put away the bird feeders and wash out the bird baths at least until May 31st. Uh Uh-oh. A nationwide outbreak of the avian flu is creating lots of uncertainty and confusion. Avian flu is affecting the price of eggs and poultry now in this country. So much so that Joe Biden has tended to say it's the chicken increase that's causing all the inflationary problems. But, of course, it isn't. But uh, this is happening everywhere. And I guess it can. I don't know if this is true or not, but I just heard this. And this, again, is hearsay. But in this article, that one of the first signs, if it's passed from chicken to human, is when they cough, feathers come out of their mouth. Feel good about that one? I get nothing. I get nothing. Scott. Sorry. Nothing. God. Now, on feathers come out of your mouth. Get it? I, I, I get it. Yeah, okay. yeah I, I, I get it. Uh, yeah, yep, but you can it. say that you uh, laid an egg. Yeah. <laughs> you can play off of it. See, there you go. Right. That was that a was seed weird. joke. That's what it was. Yeah. See? Yeah. Yes. All part of the plan. Two. Chickens coughing feathers. Okay. Scott. Never mind. Two. It gets better, I promise. Scott. It can't get any worse. The, uh, the, We're getting uh, closer and closer to Okay, I know. Two. Gosh dang. The housing market's insane. Yes. Uh, Fairfax, Virginia, recently sold a home despite a transaction killing quirk in the house. It seems that the people that bought the house also bought a guy that lives in the basement of the house. What? A stranger. What do you mean? He just squatted and occupied it, and uh, there's nothing they can do about it. They can't kick him out. So there's a guy. You can't kick him out. You own it now, right? <laughs> they didn't know he was there. Get him out. Apparently, he this comes to the house. Home. 800K for a five-bedroom, four-bath house. And, of course, your very own serial killer in the basement. <laughs> Golly. At no extra charge. Well, someone tell him to go. He, he refuses to, to leave. What did he say? He just didn't want to do it. Well, you think right. you don't own it. you got to leave. Virginia law states that it's illegal to turn off utilities or deny access to this person. Until a proper court order is issued. Oh, you have to formally evict him. That's right. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. We're hoping the next owner will want to, will not want to deal with this process, but we're sure they will. They're, they're advocating for them to leave this person alone. Let them just come and go as they please in the basement of the house. No. They just bought for $800,000. <laughs> I ain't going to stand for it. And you shouldn't. Okay. How about Radio that? I mean, you them, record stores sell them, Billboard ranks them, and Scott counts them down. <laughs> Thank you, Casey. I think we're already. You books. buy this, but you don't even know. It's you're... like sometimes you get like a roof leak or something you're yeah. not aware of. 
Or maybe there's, you know, rats in the cellar or something. No, there's a person living in your basement. If you're just joining us, this is the Scott Robbins trifecta. His yeah. top three stories of the day. Most important right. to him are setups for jokes, and I think we're all ready. And finally, yes, okay, one. I guess. Uh, Adam Schiff is in the news today. He's very angry about the Elon Musk takeover, by the way. Who cares? He uh, tweeted out, uh, here's, or I guess it was a memo that went out, here's my take on the world's richest man buying Twitter. He makes a great car and rocket, but I'm concerned about his personal views. I'm concerned they'll stop the fight against disinformation. <laughs> the problem on Twitter hasn't been too much content moderation. It's too much hate. So a guy at the Federalist by the name of Sean Davis shot back. You fabricated text messages from Jim Jordan. You lied about Russian collusion. You fabricated emails from Don Jr. You're the last person on earth who should be whining and complaining about disinformation. You are the biggest source of disinformation in the country. Get out of my sight. Uh, Melon head strikes again, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, he does. Wow. He, I, I, these people are so freaked out about this. And you have to question, why are they so, what are they afraid of? Well, you know exactly what they're afraid of. They don't want to debate anything. No, of course not. Then they don't want anybody to be mean. Uh, <laughs> little pencil neck Adam Schiff. That's what they call him. That's another good nickname. I forgot the, the Trump, you know, never ended. And Jump. there you have it. Yeah. Thank yes. You. Thank you. Happy birthday, by the way, Casey. I hope you're getting a nice celebration wherever thank you, you are. Thank you. You're welcome, buddy. Yeah, 90 today. 90. Unfortunately, he's got a bad case of the avian flu. He's been coughing up feathers all day. See, God dang it! All right. See, this is why we don't do the jokes with a group. Because if we did it group-wise, I would have kept that out. <laughs> some of them are very funny, man. And some of them miss. Sometimes you miss. Sometimes you hit. Right? Somebody laughed about feathers being coughed up out of your mouth with the avian flu. Okay. Somebody yeah, sure. did somewhere. Yes, I, I'm not sure everybody, that, not all the time. I'm sure that they did. Okay. Yeah. One out of three is 333. That's a nice average. Okay. I'll I mean, listen, I, I, I support, I think you got to swing for the fences every now and again. Okay. You can't keep all your jokes about chickens cooped up. I'll just, just keep, I'll, just keep, peck, I'll just, just keep pecking away at the edges, David. <laughs> this is just Van Camp riffing. It's all right. <laughs> that one didn't quite make it. I, can't, I know right. it doesn't. Do you want me to pander or do you no, want me to be honest? No, I, I, well, I don't think you can be anything but honest. You just, you just seem a little scrambled today, <laughs> you know. That, that joke Jeez. was a, you know what, I, I don't feel, I don't feel good about that one. It was a little too over easy. Um, I was going to get to this other story. Shift, the shift thing reminded me of it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it together. I know how Van Camp goes. It's going to be one after another. He's still thinking them up. I don't know what's coming. It's coming. Um, it was a piece in The Federalist. Every once in a while, when you have stories that are not working out well for the left, I mean, you can set the clock to it, man. On the Today Show, on Good Morning America, we're going to have an update on January 6th. You hear it all the time. And it was nice to be reminded that there were different people on the Republican side 
before January 6th because the threats were coming out, hey, there might be some violence, certainly going to be some demonstrations, right? You just don't know. That White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, I mean, they wanted troops there on standby in case something happened. Yeah. Pelosi refused them. Yeah, because they wanted it to happen. Yes. I mean, I think when people understand the truth of how all of that went down, that they're going to say, okay, well, I mean, the polling right now on January 6th, it's about 50-50, isn't it? Last I saw, people thought, well, did you really think this was a big deal? 50% like, no, it's, you know, you had, you know, a rally and then you had some loons that did some stupid stuff. Um, but it, you know, it wasn't like they burned the place down. It wasn't like they were looting the Capitol. None of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, did they really think it was a coup? They were trying to overthrow the government and make the QAnon shaman the president. I mean, what was yeah. the plan? There was no plan. Yeah. If there was a plan, we would have known about it. I think the, the most compelling evidence that I've seen that, you know, so I'm not saying that everyone involved in it was a Fed. Of course not. Uh, because you've got people who really did seem really unbalanced taking part in this, getting swept up in the moment, whatever, sure. whatever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most compelling piece of evidence I've seen for the Capitol riot being something that somebody wanted to have happen is the fact that there is one video from the side of the Capitol where there just happens to be a brand new two by four sitting underneath a window. There's no other lumber anywhere. <laughs> and it's like, and some guy's running up there and he's like, oh, look, here's some lumber, because that's a normal thing. And picks up this piece of wood and smashes a window with it. See, a lot of crap like that you've heard over time. Just hoping that it all comes out. Um, one other story, if you want it real quick, it's a quick one. It's on a lighter note. It's up to you. It's your bit. Want another one? Well, yeah, I want another one. Yeah, make it funny. Come on, bring it. I don't, it's not fun. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, if I was going to try to make it funny, I'd at least have an idea in my mind it's truly funny. Okay. See. Know. It's really uncalled for. It really is. <laughs> well, you're all owly now about it. Guys, guys. It's not my fault the joke landed flat, okay? Come in here and get gunned down. Okay. Man. All right. Most expensive song to license for a movie or a TV show. Do you know what it is? The most expensive one well, has to be something... Hmm, I'll say maybe a Beatles song, right? No, probably not. Um, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I don't know, I'm just guessing. Do you already know the answer, David? I don't already know the answer, no. Do you want to take a stab? Um, I'll, I'll, I don't know, I'm just taking a, 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 hey Jude, why not? Total shot in the dark. Nope. Really? Yes. Uh, most expensive song to license. Um, cost 500 grand to use that in Varsity Blues. Thunderstruck from ACDC. Wow. Wow. And the price has gone up. And it's been used in Thor Ragnarok, Battleship, Iron Man 2, Longest Yard, Daddy's Home, Daddy's Home 2, uh, Deadpool 2. And a buddy of mine said this the other night to me. Would you say that's ACDC's biggest song ever? And I was like, well. And I started to say, probably not. And then I started thinking about it. And I'm like, you know what? It probably it, is now. It Every might be. Major League yeah. Baseball Stadium plays it. 
Yeah. Every single one. And they played NBA, NFL. I mean, it's everywhere. Get bigger than shook me all night long. Yeah. Back in black. Definitely. Kind of wild, man. All right. We still got Nimrod's in the news to get to. Any news updates straight ahead. It's really been an honor for me. Okay. Happy birthday. Goodbye. See ya. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Okay, so that weird little guy, Dr. Anthony Fauci, is back out there. I'm not going to play the audio. I'm not going to torture you here. But we mentioned it earlier in the program uh, that he had said the United States is out of the pandemic phase, right? Yep. Now he's telling CBS News, we certainly cannot say the pandemic is over. It's not over. (sighs) What is it, dude? Well, I would just say the Lord of Science works in mysterious ways. <laughs> That's true. Van Camp's on a roll, man. Yep. Dude is on a roll. All right. We better get the Nimrods in the news before we uh, run out of time here. Roll it out. Do it. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. Well, a guy in his 40s out at a bar in Toledo this past weekend. Maybe you heard the story. Went to the bathroom. While he was standing at the urinals, a woman ran in, stabbed him multiple times in the butt. Oh, damn. Yeah, dude. He was at the urinal and she stabbed him in the butt? Yes. Her name is Shanaz Ali. She's 41. It's not clear if they talked earlier or what, but the guy told police, I didn't know her. Stabbed him twice in the butt, then ran out of the bathroom and took off. He got a picture of her car. Cops tracked her down a few miles away. Luckily, he wasn't seriously injured, but it did require stitches. Was he using the fly? I mean, was it through pants or bare butt? I, I think through pants. Oh, good. I don't know. Do people over the age of nine going to a urinal and go cheeks hanging out? Because if that's happening, I don't see it, and I'm glad. I had somebody. Does that happen? Is that what you're suggesting? Somebody we both know that got a little liquored up in Wrigley Field and did that at the trough. Oh, my gosh. And these dudes are all standing up. Is that considered frowned upon? (laughs) It was so weird. Yeah, I don't want to see it. So that's why management gave me my own private bathroom. Yes. Then we also have a woman in her 40s got arrested near Vancouver, British Columbia after multiple people called 911 to report a car swerving back and forth all over this busy street. Police get there like, hey, this car's missing a tire. Jeez. <laughs> all four wheels, but the front right one didn't have a tire on it. <laughs> they say, yeah, she was on drugs. They tested her. She was arrested. And that's your Nimrod's in the news. Yeah. Why? Right now. 